I took those bullets for you. Are you going to live for me yet? And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I'm your host, Alicia Sharp, and today is Testimony Tuesday. With us today, we have Todd White sharing his testimony while he is being interviewed by Sid Roth on Sid's show called It's Supernatural. Todd shares some incredible times in his journey with us today where God showed up and did only what God can do, and that is completely change your life. I hope you enjoy Todd White. I was uh, at like 11 and a half. I, my parents had been divorced and I was a rowdy child and my mom worked for a pizza shop, one of the three jobs and, and uh, a guy was a mason in there. So I grew up in the Masonic homes in Elizabethtown. Is that where you started on drugs? Uh, I started it, yep, and about six months after that I started using it at 12 years old. Started getting high and then it just escalated. And you uh, went into the Marines, and you went AWOL, and you yeah. ended up in prison. I mean, yeah. you, you had a big mess going on. I sure did. <laughs> then you get married. Yeah. Or, or you didn't get married, but you had a child. Well, I did. We, we actually, uh, uh, I got extradited, kicked out of the Marine Corps, bad conduct discharge, the whole nine yards. And I met a girl on a blind date at a bar one night, and uh, I kind of tricked her into having a child. We actually had a child together and we lived together for, for nine years. And I was an atheist and a, and a drug dealer, a drug addict. And How long were you a drug addict? Uh, 22 years. Mm. 22 and years. So, so there was, uh, you went looking for drugs one night. Tell right. me about that. Yeah, I actually, I went out, I had actually asked Jesus to come into my heart about four and a half months prior, but I never got into the Word. I never understood that that was what was going to transform me in relationship with Jesus. I went out one night to get to get some crack, and I picked up this kid on a back street. I'd lost my girlfriend and my, my daughter who had chased me out in town. I picked him up, and once I had the drugs in my hand, I told him that I was a police officer, and I started to read him his rights. And he started to freak out. You this, were conning him because you didn't it. have money for the drugs. That's bro. it. And uh, I pulled over. I told him to step out of the car and put his hands on the hood. And when he stepped out of the car to put his hands on the hood, I hit the gas, and he unloaded a 9 millimeter at me. I don't know how many bullets it was, but I know it was enough that I shouldn't be here right now. And I heard an audible voice say to me, I took those bullets for you. Are you ready to live for me yet? And I went and actually did the drugs. I didn't get high that night. And it was so weird because they were very real drugs. I had smoked crack and I knew what they were. I went home. My girlfriend was at home and she hated me. She was ready for me to leave. She was an atheist also. And she, I'd never represented Christ in, in me saying that I knew Jesus. So she said, you need to leave. I said, I actually do need to leave. And that night I left the house. Three days later, I went to a place called Teen Challenge. I was in Teen Challenge for a two-month period of time. I had a radical encounter with Jesus three nights in a row, and he told me to go home. And when I you, came you, home, you know, we can't speed this up. It's just so amazing. When you first went into Teen Challenge, you started having uh, bad dreams. Horrible. And then you, you met a, a street man. Yep. Tell me about that. I, uh, I had horrible nightmares every night. Every night when I go to sleep, I'd be attacked. It was the only place where Satan had access to my soul which is your mind, will, and emotions. 
And he had access to that. At night when I'd go to sleep, I'd have these horrible nightmares. So every night my roommates in Teen Challenge were petrified of, of me because I'd run around the room screaming and yelling and hollering and hiding underneath the bed. It was just horrible. So one day I'm across the street at Teen Challenge in, in Harrisburg at the induction center and I had my guitar. I didn't know how to play, but I was just strumming the strings. A homeless man came up pushing a shopping cart. <clears throat> and I looked, he had army fatigues on there like floods. He had a swim he had a swim goggles on his head, sneakers on. He's pushing shopping cart. A real him, character. A real character. Uh, the people that we're actually supposed to love and not just walk past. And I looked at him and I said, man, do you know how much Jesus loves you? And he pulled his shopping cart over and he said, I do. Do you know how much he loves you? So he started to talk to me and he told me that I had a demon and he didn't know me, he didn't know where I was from. And, and he sat there and he talked to me and I didn't get upset. The guy that I was with from Teen Challenge, the, the other man that was in the program, he actually walked across the street mad because he told him he had a demon and he didn't want to hear that. But this guy knew something about me that there's no way he knew. And I didn't understand what words of knowledge were or anything like that. I'm brand new, have no idea. So he starts to preach the gospel to me like I've never heard. And I said to him, I said, man, why are you out here? Why aren't you preaching somewhere? And he said, 20 years ago, the Lord told me to pick up my cross and follow him. And I've been pushing this shopping cart. It was full of Bibles across the nation from mission to mission, talking to anybody who would listen. And he said, we're going to pray. And this thing's not touching you. This thing's leaving you. So he prayed and I didn't feel anything. I went back in. They kind of made fun of me because I was talking to the homeless guy out across the street. But when I turned around, he wasn't there. And I had no idea where he went. All I know is that I went back in there. My life seemed to be the same. But I went in there and went through my day. That night I had a dream that I was in a valley. And in a valley with a broad bottom to it with steep sides. And I went and it started shaking in my dream. And I thought these demons were coming to chase me again. And instead of them coming to chase me, I heard a voice say, Behold, I'm never, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'm always with you. And immediately I woke up. And I went into the prayer room that I had programmed myself because I had made the commitment to go into this place and if there was really a God I was going to find him so I had to leave everything so I was in there and I'd go into the prayer room every day and the Bible was kind of hidden I, I didn't understand it I had ADHD my whole life so I'd never read a book the Bible's the first book that I can understand and it just so happens to be the one that's most important for me to understand and I opened up to Psalm 23 and I saw though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I shall fear no evil and I woke up immediately, or I came out of the, this thing that I was in when I was in the prayer room. And I'm like, that's God. This was God talking to me. When I mean I woke up, I was like, I got lost in that six of scripture just for a second. And I went through my day. I didn't say anything to anybody. The same dream, the second night, the same valley. And it was the third night. The third what night. What did God tell you? When it got, it got so amazing because there was a light that went from behind me the whole way down this valley. And there was a voice that came from behind me and he put his hand on my shoulder and he said, do not fear, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'm always with you. This addiction will never touch you again. And I woke up. He told me to go home. I actually said, go home. But you hadn't completed the Teen no, Challenge No, I was only program. there for two months. So you leave, you go back to your girlfriend and your daughter, yep. uh, and she, <clears throat> she hates your guts. Right. But she had, she had started to come to Christ before I was in Teen Challenge. But when I was in there, she had started to give herself fully to believing that God could transform me. So I come home and we got married four days later in the middle of a church service. We just did it right in between. Oh, God's so amazing. Okay, so that was about four and a half years ago. Yeah. Um, what kind of marriage do you have now? I have 
the most incredible wife and the most incredible marriage where we've never been closer. And my wife is amazing. And I love her because in the Bible it says to love your wife like Christ loved the church. And that's an unconditional love. What about your daughter that never knew a father outside of a drug addict? Yeah, she, God has, by His grace and amazing mercy, has allowed my daughter to never look back, but to only look forward. And any time we look back, is to only look at it as a part, not, never apart from the blood of Jesus and the testimony of what He's done. So now she knows that her dad always keeps His word. He never lies, and he always follows through with everything. And that God has completely transformed not just her daddy, but her life, her mommy's life. Now we have also Zoe, who is my littlest one. She's going to be three in June. All of our lives, Zoe's out there with me. Destiny's out there with me. And when we go into Walmart, we pray for people. And Zoe prays, Owie, be gone. In Jesus' name. Tell me about that man in the wheelchair that had the rods, just briefly. Oh, okay. I was down uh, at VCU. I was down at a church down in Richmond. And uh, I was getting ready to, I'd just come to the church. It was my, my first day. I had the lapel mic on. I'm getting ready to preach and share whatever God's putting on my heart. And the pastor's getting ready to hand me the mic and say, it's okay, here's Todd. And I heard a voice in my heart, not audibly, a thought, run out of the church now. So I ran out of the church. I just ran. And the people were like, okay, the guy's leaving. What's going on? I go down to the corner and I see a man coming across the street and the man's in a wheelchair. So he comes across the street and I said to him, I said, hey buddy, how are you? And he said, oh, I'm okay. He said, what do you want? I said, I don't want anything. I just see that you're in a wheelchair. Why are you in it? He said, well, like 30 years ago, back in 1976, so it'd be longer than that, I, f I fell off a bridge and I shattered my leg and actually really hurt myself. So there's two steel rods going from my thigh to my shin bone on each side of his knee so it, it holds the leg in. And now his knee has gotten solid with calcium the whole way through because he hasn't bent his leg. So I said, man, I said, God can heal your knee. He said, well, I don't believe that. I said, well, I, I'm not interested in whether you believe it or not. I'm not trying to convince you right now. I look, uh, let me pray for your knee. He goes, well, I broke my ribs a couple days ago. I just fell. My ribs are broken and I'm in severe pain. I said, well, I need to pray for your ribs then, okay? Don't you touch my ribs, he said. And I reached in and I put my hand on his ribs. And I said, in Jesus' name, ribs, I command you be healed right now. And all of a sudden, he just looked at me and his eyes got big. I said, move your ribs around. He goes, all the pain's gone. And the ribs came together right there. <laughs> so now the man is a little less combative. And I said to him, he's a homeless man. And I said to him, I said, man, I said, come on, you gotta let me pray for your knee. He said, well, I, I, he goes, it, it ain't gonna change anything. And now he's less fighting it. But he's like, it's, it's got almost like a question. It ain't gonna change anything like that. <laughs> because now his ribs are healed. So he prayed for his knees and, and prayed. And my lapel mic is on in the church. So now the church, the people are starting to come out. They're all the, hearing They're everything. starting to come out. Yeah, it's so good. And so I said, come on, in Jesus' name, we prayed and nothing happened. And he said, he just looked at me like I told you. And we prayed again and all of a sudden he bent it just a tiny bit. And then the third and fourth time we just kept hitting it and hitting it. And it's, the word is a hammer and you pound that thing and keep on hitting it and keep on hitting it. So all of a sudden his knee bent and he freaked out. He goes, I ain't never seen it do that before. It can't bend, it has metal in there. So he stands up, gets out of the wheelchair, and his back's bent over. His back's like that. And I said to him, I said, what's wrong with your back? He said, I broke my back when the fall. So now his knee, but his knee's moving. So we just, just prayed for his back, and he stood straight up. 
right there on the street, mm. just right there on the corner. And then he bent over and touched the ground with his hands and walked. Do you realize what a miracle that is? It's amazing. Everything you've told me, but especially the metal rods. Yeah. I mean, yeah. how does he bend his knees with metal rods? That's it. We have seen people where we've prayed for people and they've gone back to the doctors and the metal's gone. It's not there anymore. And that's a real good way to get to a doctor's heart because they put it in. Well, that was Todd White, and you can find that clip on YouTube under Todd White Testimony with Sid Roth. You can also find out more about Todd and his amazing ministry at LifestyleChristianity.com. I know he hosts the School of Power and Love at different times all over the world, and it would be an amazing event to go to if you could ever get there. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Morning Moxie, and I will see you again tomorrow. Have a great day. God bless.